who, in your mind, who's the starting other guard? First of all, did you say Obre Jr.? Come on, bro. It's Obre Jr. Man, get it together. First of all, you got to get the names right. Okay. You get your names right say. for all these stats well, you do? first you of all, right? you know, Anthony wants the big, everyone's got the big three. Anthony wants, like, the big ten. <laughs> five. Five would do. Just give me a starting five. What do you, what do you think, like, Okay, you know? okay. All right, stop the shenanigans. <laughs> all of a sudden. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Matter of Stats podcast. All three of the boys with you tonight as Billy has returned. Gentlemen, what's going on? Happy New Year, fellas. Welcome to the year of the Mamba, the Kobe year, 2024. I know I know. Anthony was rolling in the new year with some wine and these little like Dixie cup things. But Billy, did you make it up for him? Did you do it big this weekend? Oh, I, I did it big. That's for damn sure. <laughs> I'm probably, I'm still feeling Billy it. does it big on a Wednesday. What are you talking about? <laughs> Happy true, New Year, true. fellas. I uh, hope you had a good holiday. And uh, yeah, I'm ready to go. Let's uh, get this year started on a high note. Yeah. Is there like a statue of limitations to when you stop saying 2024? They were like Happy New Year, I mean. They were talking about that on the radio this morning. Like Chris Canty was saying, after today, that you, you you don't say Happy New Year anymore. You get like two days and that's it. I agree. Yeah, I I I still heard coworkers today saying it, and I was like, oh no, man, January second. That's that's probably probably the last day today. For well, sure. if you haven't yeah. seen each other and you're coming back to work, I can see that. But other, but yeah, today's the deadline. This is it. <laughs> today's the deadline. <laughs> this is deadline. It. It's over. It's no more <laughs> Happy New Year. It's a miserable 2024 now. <laughs> okay, now you're going on a whole different opposite <laughs> spectrum here. <laughs> oh, Billy, that'll be you in a day. Relax. <laughs> All right. Well, before we jump into uh, our show, we want to remind everybody to please check out the Matter of Stats podcast anywhere you find your podcasts. Check us out on X, IG, and our YouTube page. All right, boys, few headlines this week, as always. Uh, big trade in the NBA. The Raptors the other day traded OG Ananobi and Precious Achiawa to the Knicks <laughs> for RJ <laughs> <laughs> What? Now I got to do oh, the whole I thing over I... again. Achiawa? <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. Oh, Achiawa in there? <laughs> Achiawa? Like How do you say it? Achiawa? Achiwa? Uh, Achua. 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 Okay, I'll do it again. I'll do it again. Uh, I, know how, I know how to say I know how to say quickly. <laughs> they, they traded Ananobi and a Chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's the first time Billy's been funny in like six months. <laughs> oh, oh, man. oh man. Oh <laughs> man. All right. Well, all right. All right. We'll start for over. that. That's good take for that. Two. I'll take, take, take all two. Right. All right, I'll start over. All right, starting off the new year right. The Raptors traded OG Ananobi and Precious Achua to the Knicks for RJ Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, and a second round pick. So that was kind of a first big trade here as we're about a month away from the deadline. Um, the Pistons, think you've heard of them. They are a professional basketball team by <laughs> default. They snapped their record 28-game losing streak last week as they beat the Raptors by two points and then proceeded to start a new losing streak, I think, yesterday. So good for the Pistons. (laughs) 
Uh, in some UFC news, Conor McGregor, if you remember that guy, he announced he's going to return to the UFC on June 29th to fight Michael Chandler. So, Kobe, you can elaborate on that maybe in a bit. Uh, the college football national championship semifinal games uh, took place yesterday. And now the final game is set as Michigan will face Washington uh, next week in the national championship final game. So that was pretty exciting yesterday, right, Billy? Yes, sir. Yep. And uh, this week's NFL update here is we're one week away from the end of the regular season as we get ready to the NFL playoffs here as well. Uh, only the Jags were winners this weekend, surprisingly. Lions, Eagles, and Panthers all lost. And uh, I'm sure Billy might have something to say about that Lions game. Uh, but those are our headlines, boys. Yeah, once again, uh, Dallas gets the refs on their side to win another close game. So apparently they didn't want to hear the guy check in and make himself eligible. He was only standing right in front of him. But, hey, it happens. Got to move on and uh, keep pushing because it would have been nice because the Eagles lost, and that would have given us a better chance of get, getting up in that number one. But Well, oh, yeah, well. it would have it clinched the division for us, basically. But, you know, it is what it is. Anthony, I'm surprised uh, you didn't, you know, take the opportunity to kick my team, uh, you know, while they were down. Uh, you guys see uh, my, my Panthers owner, David Tepper, getting fined today for – Throwing yep. drinks on Jaguars fans on Sunday? I did, but, I mean, haven't the Panthers had enough abuse? I just trying to trying to keep it light. Hey, I mean, it's all good because, you know, when my brother, you know, who's a, a known Jags fan in this group, was gloating on me in our group chat, you know, talking yeah. about, you know, them only needing field goals to beat the Panthers, mm-hmm. I felt like throwing a drink at him too. So, it's, you know, it's all good. Okay. Well, like- <laughs> all right, yeah. So you <laughs> – so you fit right in with the rest of the fans. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, but yeah, we'll have to have him on. Um, it's, it's not really known um, for sure if this Conor McGregor fight is set. Um, it is kind of strange because it's like a half a year away. You would have thought it would have been a little bit sooner. Um, I haven't seen too many Michael Chandler fights. I might have seen him fight once or twice. I don't know enough about him. Um, I know he was, um, the other coach, I guess, in, in their recent, um, was it the contender series or something, Billy? Tough um, enough. Tough enough. Tough enough? Mm-hmm. No, that's WWE, isn't it? All right. Is it? Yeah. yeah Again, know. we're, 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 yeah, we're not versed enough. I don't think to, uh, really comment on that fight specifically, but you know, we'll have, we'll have him on, um, if, if it's set in stone and, uh, get his take on, you know, all that. Obviously Connor is on the probably the tail end here of his career, um, you know, hasn't, hasn't had the greatest last couple fights. Um, so we'll see what happens, but I like Conor McGregor. I like the entertainment. Um, yeah. So I'll be here for it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Been... I'm, I'm excited about that one. Yeah. When was the last time he fought? It's like what, a couple of years at least. It was like a, like a year and a half, two years okay. ago. So, maybe? So, yeah. so it's definitely think... been a minute. I want to. I want to say he suffered a pretty bad like leg injury. If that was his last yeah, fight, he um, yeah, he, yeah, he broke his leg and they stopped it or something. So um, yeah. I could be. We could be wrong. Maybe no, he had a fight I after think, that. But no, I, I think, think you're right. It, I think you're right. Yeah. So so it's been a while since he's been in the ring. So yeah, yes. Yeah, or, o- or the octagon or whatever. He's getting his Billy life on, you know. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> uh, uh, 
Anyway. Well, uh, you know, speaking of partying, as we ended 2023 before we <laughs> kicked off 2024, the Lakers uh, also, you know, they seemingly uh, took a couple nights off. Maybe they were a little hungover from LeBron's birthday or something. I don't, I don't know, but uh, yeah, they man, did, they're in the French quarters. I'm sure, you know, they did not. Yeah, <laughs> they did. They certainly did not end 2023 with a bang as they fizzled out with back-to-back losses. Uh, and overall, it was a real rough month of December. I know that there's a lot of chatter about fatigue and the Lakers played a lot of games on the road and it was a tough schedule with back-to-backs and travel. And I get all that. And obviously the injuries, you know, seemingly guys still can't stay in the lineups consistently. The role players still coming in and out. I think we had what three, three or four different starting lineups just in the last like two weeks of the month of December. So lots of issues contributing to the Lakers struggling end of 2023. Um, And they sit at 500, which I think feels pretty disappointing when you factor in that LeBron and AD have played almost every single game and they're both playing arguably at MVP levels right now. You would think that this team would have at least four or five more wins when you factor in you know that scenario knowing that these guys have played every game knowing they've played well in almost every game um and it uh, it, it hasn't happened and uh you know it, it's been frustrating i think uh for all laker fans but especially the last two weeks when the lakers have just really kind of i don't know if you want to say the wheels fell off the bus or maybe they just got a flat tire but Definitely the offense has struggled. The defense has struggled. Um, Even though I think I read today that the defense is still, I think our net rating is still something like seventh or something, right? In the NBA overall defensive rating, our net rating. So, but the offense, we talk about the three-point shooting, obviously all the time. Uh, You know, the Lakers are still in the bottom 10, despite being a little better recently. They're still in the bottom 10 overall. Um, But offensively, this team really struggles. I think that game on New Year's Eve against the Pelicans, I think they had, or no, it was against the the T-Wolves the night before. I think they had two different stretches. One stretch where they missed seven straight shots, and then another stretch where they went multiple possessions, obviously, but they missed 10 straight shots, 10 consecutive shots, in the third quarter and they only scored like 20 points. They only gave up 21, but you know, you figure that was an opportunity to really actually give themselves a lead in that game at Minnesota. And obviously we know what happened at the end. LeBron's shoe. Was it a three? Was it not a three? All that really doesn't matter because the Lakers really lost that game in the third quarter when they just could not score. And, the offense has been a major problem, boys. Yeah, it has been. Um, and, you know, you, you mentioned the talk about the X amount of – they were like six games in ten days and on the road and away and all that stuff. But uh, I don't really like using those excuses. I don't like to hear them. I get it. But at the same time, you're professional athletes. You train for this all summer, all year, all your life. You know the grind of the NBA – and so I, I don't want to hear any of those type of excuses. You gotta go out there and play. And I, I don't I don't know what's going on with them. I don't know if 
there's a there shouldn't be a chemistry issue because the whole point of bringing majority of these guys back was to run it back because of that uh, that run we made last year. So I don't know I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, guys aren't making shots; they're not going in. We're getting good shots. Um, you know, you guys were talking about last week about you know trading and stuff like that. I, I honestly don't know if that's the answer. Uh, it seemed to work last year, but it doesn't always work. And um, now we're starting, you know, our starting lineup is, you know, a bunch of bigger guys on the floor and our two point guards are sitting, coming off the bench. And that makes no sense to me. So, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. And, and again, you know, you're playing LeBron and AD. The point of getting this lineup was not to have them play all these minutes and they're playing all these minutes and playing well. And we're still not winning games. It feels like we only won like two or three games the whole month of December. So it's very been disappointing and they definitely need to get it together or else they're just going to fall right out of the play in and the playoffs and everything. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, you, you had brought it up last week on the pod, um, you know, about Denver and, um, you know, you said, did the Lakers do enough in the off season to get better, particularly from shooting so that we could, you know, overcome Denver essentially. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, I don't think that the thought process in the off season was that we needed to get better <laughs> from a shooting standpoint per se. Cause I mean, if you look at last season, Austin Reeves, 40% from three D'Lo, 40% from three D'Lo actually 39% this season, might I add um, Rui playoff Rui last season made NBA history, 52% <laughs> from three uh, in the playoffs shooting 37% this season. Um, C Wood last season, Christian Wood, 38% from uh, from three. Gabe Vincent, 38% from three last postseason. So, you know, I don't think that the thought process was that we were going to have all these struggles from the three-point line. But the one concern that I think mostly everyone did have was the continuity piece. You know, uh, we just needed to run it back with continuity. And, you know, there, there's been a lot of other factors that have been out of our control, you know, um, that for this season that, you know, unfortunately maybe that has led to the current shooting woes and the struggles. And, you know, you heard LeBron and, you know, a bunch of players talk about it saying we don't have all of our guys healthy and that could be messing with everyone's psyche. And, you know, we're having to experiment with all these different lineups. They, they call it the, apparently the wing stop lineup. So it's like all these wings in AD, you know, that's, uh, <laughs> that's what these, uh, these starting groups are apparently called. So, um, but I mean, as far as those two games in, you know, Minnesota and New Orleans, I mean, I don't normally say this and Anthony, you know this uh, because to me it's part of the game, but those refs were horrible in that Minnesota game. You know, I mean, guys were getting like hacked across the arms that that one lady ref was like missing calls. I mean, for a pretty mellow mannered guy like Rui to like take his mask off and throw Mm. it on the ground and be all upset and get teed up. I mean, you know, that's pretty bad, you know, so um and then, yeah, I mean, you talked about it, the toe that, you know, the toe on the line and stuff, but I mean, there was different angles to that toe shot. I did think when I watched it live that his toe was on the line, especially when he gets almost off the ground, it looks like the front of his toe, like kind of leans forward onto the line. So I guess I could see that, of course, the picture mm-hmm. on social media that everyone's posting, that's not to that point yet. It's, it's his, his heel is almost like like probably halfway up, you know, but when it's almost off, when his toe is almost off the ground, it looked like it did kind of hover over the front of that line. So, I mean, I guess I could see it there where there wasn't enough to overturn it, but 
Um, you know, you, you said that that's not where the game was lost. It was lost in the third quarter. We weren't making shots. But Minnesota's tall, man. They, they're lengthy. They're big. They, I know you. To you, it looks like they're wide open. But they were not all wide open. A lot of them were a hand in the face. And again, with long, not lengthy all of defenders, them, but with some long, of lengthy them. defenders like that, I yeah, don't but, know, man. But I'm saying at least out of the 10 straight misses, at least five of them were clean, open looks, like makeable shots. Well, and then that's where you get into the analytics because there's, you know, there's analytics for that. Like, okay, was it like five feet away from a particular defender or whatever, you know? So what do you deem as wide open? Wide open to me is where like the defender's totally lost and then they don't even go to run and close out. That's like wide open. Well, there were a few of those. We had our our usual, like we have every game where somebody misses a wide open three where there's no I see us do that a lot. I see us get lost on D and then not even make an attempt to close out. I see that a lot. I don't really see the the other teams doing it too much on us, but yeah. I mean, that's another problem we have is defending the three. If we we can't figure that out, we're going to get all scored every damn game. I I mean, here's another thing too, but you know, before, before you continue, Anthony, I mean, think about the, think about the, uh, the Pelicans game too. Our boy, Jose Alvarado, four steals. One of those steals, Torian Prince saw it coming. Horrible. He saw it coming, but he didn't say anything. (laughs) That's the thing. Like there, there's, there's other things here going on without just, just shooting. There's not, it's not just the shooting. That's a communication issue. You know, I, I totally agree. I, we look lost at times on defense too, where it looks like, are we switching? Are we not switching? Are we dropping back? Are we not dropping back? Like who's supposed to be rotated? There's, there's all kinds of issues on the floor where people look like they don't know what they're doing. And at times it looks like we're not running an offense or we don't know what we're supposed to be running on offense. Well, you got, you got your boy, LeBron, he's running the point. He's running the show. Why is it? How's that happening? Well, I mean, look, you talked about the wing stop, the line, the wing stop lineup, which I just think is hilarious because uh, wing stop, you know, is one of those things that's like great in in the beginning. And then like you realize all those calories at the end, but um, (laughs) I don't think anybody thinks about that, but you, but, (laughs) but my point, my point is that lineup is supposed to be the defensive lineup, right? But it's giving up like 36 points a quarter. Like we're getting blown out in these first quarters or we're giving up, you know, over 35 points in these first quarters with the quote unquote points to the Pelicans. Yeah. With the quote unquote (laughs) big defensive lineup. That's, that's what's so ironic there is, you know, Ham says we're going to the big lineup to lean into our defense, but they're giving up more points than the non-defensive lineup. So let's play the offensive lineup then. If the defensive lineup's going to give up forty-two, I, I do, I do agree. I don't know what the deal is. Like either either D'Lo or Austin Reeves, one of those guys has to be has, in the starting lineup. Has to start. One hundred percent has to start. Has to. Yeah. Um. Even if LeBron still plays the point, like, you know, quote unquote, runs the offense, fine. Who cares? But you yeah, got to have because both another, of those guys. Yeah. Another yeah, score. They, and both of those guys can play off the ball. So, I yes, mean, they, I they, st- why. they stretch the floor better than Vando and Reddish do. Yes. hundred um, percent. And, you know, Billy, you talked about the continuity, right? The lineup that the Lakers went with, you know, the entire verse, basically the entire second half after the trade deadline, the entire uh, postseason, they the starting lineup they used last year that obviously was relatively effective. It got to the Western Conference Finals. That lineup has only played, I think, a total of what two minutes or something. 
Yeah, I, two I, minutes. All that and it does it makes no sense to me. I get it. Uh, well, because Van, Vando was uh, yeah. hurt, like, and I understand that. Yes, I understand that. But, but over the last ten games, there's been opportunities to use that lineup, and they haven't done it. Nope. Obviously, there's been a lot of chatter um, over the last week about Darvin Ham and his lineup choices, his decision making, the rotations, why they're doing what they're doing, what are they doing on offense, what are they not doing on offense. Um, and it leads us into, you know, our second point of the evening. Uh, is Ham on the hot seat? Is his job seriously in jeopardy halfway through season number two? I think I think he's definitely on the hot seat. Just just bring in Doc Rivers. You know, we know deep down you love Doc Anthony. Oh my so, gosh, you, know, you guys want to go from bad to tweet. worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just bring in the Doc, man. You know, it's only, I'd can rather only go have Billy coach you know? the team. <laughs> No, I mean, it's, um, you know, it's definitely something, like you said, Anthony, we've been hearing a lot uh, more of these days for sure. You know, you're, you're definitely want to say that, look, you, you had your rookie season, you're in season two. I think that there is a very limited window here, obviously, with LeBron and AD to get it done. Is the front office really going to, are they really going to play with that? Are they really going to gamble uh, with that? You know, and I, what, what did Darvin Ham get? He get like a three-year deal. Three years, uh, you know, the, I think, yeah, oh, three, or, his, yeah oh, three or four. four. Was it four? Uh, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, coaches, coaches come and go. If a co- you know, if a coach isn't getting done, getting it done. Right. No, 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 no. But what, I, bait, but, what I, but, but what I'm saying, yeah, but what I'm saying, I think, is if it's like a three-year deal, I mean, I guess you could live with if he's gone, you know, <laughs> Yeah, I think Billy's right. I think, he got a, I think he got a four-year deal. I think Billy's right. But if. Yeah, but if it's a four-year deal, mm, that that might that might be pushing it. You know, maybe you see something at the end of this season or something. But um, you know, it brings me to to the you you mentioned it earlier, Anthony. Like, look, like, what's the deal with the wing stop lineup? How are they giving up all of these points in the first quarter to teams when this is supposed to be your defensive lineup? How? And it's true, we all know those guys can defend. We know Cam can defend. We know um, Torian is a three and D guy. We know Vando can defend. Um, so we know these guys can get it done defensively. Then why are they not? So it kind of begs the question for me. And I even brought it up in the group. Do we, are we comfortable saying that Darwin actually knows how to coach defense, you know, because yeah. I mean, it, it, if you think about it, like it kind of like, I hate to say it, but it, it kind of reminds me. It's like giving me like flashbacks of Luke when Luke was coaching us, you know, Luke was all about defense. You know, he's preaching de- defense, 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 but mm-hmm. I didn't really see too many schemes. And like, he was kind of calling players out in post-game interviews and stuff. And he was saying stuff like, you know, like kind of like Darvin saying like, it, you know, it doesn't take much to just put a body on somebody, you know, but mm-hmm. I mean, w- w- nobody has a whole lot of faith in Darvin offensively. Everyone sees the meme where, you know, what's he writing on the clipboard, you know, he's just writing a meme on a clipboard, you know, like, it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's struggling to, you know, possibly make you know possibly put together offensive schemes like he's supposed to be a defensive coach but clearly these defensive guys aren't getting it done so is he is he able to coach defense i mean what's what's going on here you know so i don't know i don't know that that's the case Uh, maybe maybe i'm wrong but that's just kind of what it feels like it's kind of what it looks like you know so yeah you guys think like obviously they got to a certain point last year and and you know obviously expectations are higher this year especially with a full training camp and, you know, basically got the guys we wanted or he wanted. Um, do you think there's the pressures on him? And he's just kind of like, 
struggling to find a something that works because he's toying with these lineups way too much, and you you you're not going to get any kind of new doing that. So and, and there could and there could be things that, again like we talk about all the time that could be going on behind the scenes that none of us are privy to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There could be things that we have no clue. Like remember when Rui uh, played five minutes or not five minutes, but you know he had a pretty decent game in the game right before he ended up putting the mask on, and nobody knew it. And they were like, everyone's all pissed. Like why did they take Rui out in the fourth? Why didn't he play in OT or whatever it was? And like we were all pissed. Everybody, Lakers fans, I've seen posts all day. And then the next day, we find out that he had to have uh, uh, some sort of nasal fracture surgery because he hurt his nose, and nobody knew that. But he must have said something to Darvin. Darvin obviously didn't mention anything about it. So that was something kind of behind the scenes that we didn't know mm-hmm. and didn't see. And that's the kind of stuff that could be going on that we don't know about. So you know, it's it's hard to say. Why is Christian Wood not playing? You know, yeah. that, that's something that still really hasn't been answered. So. Uh, you know, it's things like that. Like we, we just don't know either. Like, so I don't want to sit here and say, you know, one thing if we may not know, you know, yeah. what's going on. So, well, I, I think from, from the outside perspective, I think what gets people frustrated is like when, when they try these different lineups, the big lineups, and there's been what, three different variations of the quote unquote, big lot, big defensive lineup. Right. Yeah. None of them have seemed to work. So, I think what gets people frustrated is like, so you've tried it now three different ways for five or six games and they, it hasn't looked very good. So why do we keep trying it? Why don't we abandon it and go back to a more traditional lineup? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, I think know that's, getting. you know what I mean? I think <clears throat> that's where the frustration lies. It's like, why do we continue to try it? Like it's, if it hasn't worked, what is the thought process that it's going to suddenly work? Yeah, because yeah. even that game that they won against Oklahoma City, which was the first time they used a big lineup, right? The quote unquote big defensive lineup. We won that game 129 to 120. <laughs> there was no <laughs> defense in that game. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yes. I don't know what the staff sees that we're not seeing or is, you know, like Kobe said, behind closed doors or whatever, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's kind of obvious, you know, from the outside looking in and looking at the stats and all that stuff that it's just not working. And and I think we saw we saw on social media last week or a couple of days ago, whatever it was, where there were some of the players were frustrated with their roles and that yeah. a lot of us, a lot of them felt like they were in inconsistent roles. Um, so mm-hmm. there might be that going on, too. You know, well, and I think that's something that gets overlooked. <laughs> because we, We've talked about this. Well, you're right. Yeah, man, that those Boston fans, man, last at the Christmas game, they got me. They got me good. Man. I've been sick all week. Man, man they got, got me good. You, you got that green flu. Um, <clears throat> yeah, coughing up green loogies. They popped me, man. They got me good. Yeah. Well, you know, I think one of the things that always stood out to me that I think was so important, but really, you know, undertoned, like not talked about enough, was the championship season in 2020. What made that team so great is they had a consistent rotation. They had the same starting lineup basically every single game. And the and guys, like you just mentioned, were coming in off the bench, understanding their responsibility, understanding their role. There was never a question of who's starting tonight, who's not going to play tonight. Um, everybody knew their role, and you had 
that consistent starting lineup. And I think to your point, you were talking about the players complaining about their roles and stuff. I think one of the articles I read too was, was really bringing to light that the Lakers are, you know, over 30 games into the season and still playing with the starting lineup. Like that's kind of one of those red flags where if you don't know, or at least feel comfortable Mm -hmm. with a starting unit right now, 30 plus games into the season, that's kind of a problem, right? But well, but to their defense, the only caveat would be they've dealt with a ton of injuries so far this season. So of course you're going to be playing around with the lineup. Yes. But, but I'm saying like Austin Reeves or D'Lo, they, they could have been starting every single game, right? Obviously LeBron and AD do, but you could have had at least a a relatively core because other than LeBron and AD, there's been no other consistency in the starting lineup. There hasn't been, you know, uh, Tory and Prince, I guess, right? But I don't, I don't know. I, plus, I think too, we've 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 talked about this before. I, I think big picture, part of the problem here is I think that Reddish and Prince were not expected to be starters on this team. So I think you know, for whatever it's worth, whether it's injury or whether it's because the coaching staff just feels they're you know, the, the best options we have right now, to me, that's more of a big picture issue that really is contributing to part of these lineup problems is those guys were figured to be off of a bench that was supposed to be really deep. That was going to fit your game. Vincent and Prince and Reddish and Wood and all this nice versatile depth, but you got all these guys starting and I understand some of this because of injury, but some of it is because of, coaching decisions yeah yeah i agree i mean you know unfortunately we haven't had vincent all year um so i mean that put a little bit of a wrench in things but it shouldn't have been that drastic the the changes that are being made due to injury are like significantly overthinking the lineups they're just totally drastic changes and you know, like you said, putting Reeves and Russell, moving them to the bench makes no sense whatsoever. So yeah. I think he's overthinking things, and uh, it, it's it's hurting us. And they need to try to go back and get that original starting lineup and put people in where they had planned to be in the first place, and maybe that'll get everyone mm-hmm. comfortable again. Why don't we just try the lineup that we had last year and just see if it helps? I agree. I'm sure a majority of the people out there will as well. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, we got Miami tomorrow, right? Miami. Yep. We got uh Gabe Vincent's uh, revenge game. He's ready to go. Yep. Right. He's gonna oh. he's gonna hobble Wait, out there yeah. on crutches and, <laughs> and and it doesn't matter because even the guys that are probably not on crutches will probably go over six or whatever. So it's probably all the same. But but this <laughs> oh, but you're yeah. right. This is an important stretch. The Lakers are back at home for a lot of the month of January. Uh, they've got a ton of home oh, they games. Have, oh, they have like five in a row coming up or something like that. Yeah, but they have something like 13 out of 16 or something in the month of January are all at home. So I think it's great opportunity. Of Is it 10 out of 13? 10 out, I think it's 10 out of 15. Something like that, yeah. But my point is, is a, yeah, a great opportunity to get right at home where you know you don't you don't have the excuse of the travel and the back-to-backs 
you know, going from, you know, landing at 3 a.m. here and, you know, whatever, whatever. Yep. So, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's not going to be easy. Uh, this team, like I said, they struggle to generate easy baskets and they're going to have to find a way to be more efficient on offense because that will also take pressure off the defense because, you know, when you have turnovers or bad shots, the teams get out in transition and they get easy buckets. And this team isn't good enough from the perimeter to erase those 15, 16 point deficits without grinding it out. And then, you know, by the time you get to the fourth quarter, you're gassed. So yeah, like Billy said it, this is an opportunity for the Lakers to really take advantage and, uh, try to put some momentum together because December was a disaster. I think you joked, Billy, that they won't. It felt like they only won two or three games. I think they only won six <laughs> in December. I think they were like six and nine in December. Yeah, it's horrible. All right. Well, thanks everybody for checking us out again. And uh, as always, we encourage you to please uh, find us anywhere you get your podcast. Look up Matter of Stats on all your devices. Check us out on X, check us out on IG, and check us out on our YouTube page. Thank you, Billy. (laughs) Make sure you give us those uh, likes, those thumbs ups, and those five-star reviews. Peace. Go Michigan.